You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Loosen up. I know. It's like. Get ready. <laughs> oh, that's for pizza. Yep. Loosen everything up. And that, folks, is the sound of people getting ready to podcast. Welcome to GSE, or Geekiest Show Ever, episode 172. We have a special panel for you today, and we're recording at an early morning hour, so for some reason, Green Tree couldn't make it. You know, it's 1.30 in the morning down where he is, so he's just being a total wuss about it and wouldn't record. But we do have the ever- fearsome and virile, as we were talking pre-show, Mr. Mike McPeak with us this morning. Virile? Oh man, that makes me sound so ungeeky, but hey, I'll run with it. I'll be a manly geek. <laughs> and we have another very special guest who has been wanting to be on the show and wants to share the geekiness that she has. We have with us Elisa Paselli. Hello, Elisa. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we hope we hope you can keep up with us. Although I'm pretty sure you can. And I think f- I can. Yeah, the few times that we've done uh, NAMP together, you've you've held your own more than uh, more than adequately. So thank you. What I need to do is get you, Mike, and myself, and then get Melissa, the Mac Mommy, on here, and the four of us. That could be a the boys against the girls. Well, this may not. This may not end we well. Figure out what- <laughs> <laughs> hey, <ooh. laughs> we can figure out whatever works. So, and we're all, but we're just to let everybody know we're recording on a Sunday morning and we're caffeinating ourselves appropriately or waking ourselves up. Elisa has already shown me a picture of the beautiful white snow outside of her house, which she hates and I love. And Mike's gesturing appropriately, therefore, for the snow. <laughs> when I got out of bed this morning, it was 10 degrees. Oh, that sounds lovely. No, no. Uh, no. <laughs> It's supposed, it's supposed to hit the high 60s on Thursday. I'm like, I cannot wait. I'll open the windows. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think we're supposed to get uh, by, to the 70s by the middle end of the week here. Oh, yeah. that's so lovely. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. You, it was you right walk, cool. out, walk outside in your slippers. You don't have to like put on a coat and your boots and your hat and your glove. And... You can open the window, get some yeah. fresh air. You can hey. smell the skunks. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> True. It well, it was twenty eight or that was about thirty degrees yesterday. I went outside in my shorts and a t shirt. I know there's something uh, wrong with me. It's okay. Yeah, as I was like, Kevin, you're not normal. I know I'm not normal, but I'm okay with being not normal. It, it well, works. It works out well. And I'm okay with you being it. Okay. So, <laughs> and speaking of not normal, I was going to give the listeners an update. I got another one of. Actually, I got two more of those geeky boxes of stuff that I've started developed a fetish for now i mean i've moved slightly on from thumb drives but not completely mm-hmm. but um, i have a uh, i got a new nerd block box which had some cool stuff probably one of the coolest it had whoopee cushion in it are you a 12 year old boy <laughs> no i gave it to my 12 year old son though <laughs> um but it did have a couple cool things it had a uh i'll, I'll show the card lisa and mike can see it the, uh, and everything falls over. It had the book by Simon Pegg. Do you know who Simon Pegg is? Oh, I've heard of yeah. him. Um, uh, yeah, he does it's somehow connected science fiction. I'm yeah. using geek points for not knowing this. Yeah, no, but. that's what he is. He uh, he's done a lot of geeky stuff, uh, and he writes. Uh, he he was involved with uh, was it Shaun of the Dead? Oh yeah, I think so. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's right. His book came in the box, so you know. That's pretty cool. You get a whole book to read. I mean, and I know Elisa likes to read, so um, 
But it, it was pretty cool to get that. It had like a, I had a magnetic Groot from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in the box. The t-shirt was pretty cool, and uh, it had, because uh, I guess it was for April, they had like other joke stuff. They had the fake ice cubes with the flies in them so that you can drop them in somebody's drink. I mean, it was the 12-year-old, as Lisa said, the 12-year-old's dream box for this sort of thing. Um, but I got that one, and then I tried another new one called the uh, One Up Box. And it what, was what? Up what? Up yours one time box. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's the uh, one up box. It was pretty cool. It's a little cheaper too, so that was that was not bad. So, and then I've got another arcade block coming, and I think I'm gonna stay with one up box. And I might jump in and try loot crate too. I, if there's something wrong with me that I want to get all these stuff, I do distribute the stuff to the family though. I mean, I don't, I don't keep all the stuff. The t-shirts I don't keep for myself. I let the kids have the t-shirts. Uh, one of my kids took, the, they had the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy nesting, little n nesting dolls in the box. So one of the kids took that, you know, just all kinds of weird little crap like that. So, hey, you know, I, w I piss away 20 or $30 on other things, so might as well have something to show for it. Are, my, are, are you going to be on an episode of Hoarders soon? No, because I do get rid of the stuff after all. Oh, okay. I don't keep oh, it. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, right. none of it's that big. So, And then there was my favorite thing that my kids hate from the last time was the... <laughs> Pac-Man. So he makes it, he makes his noise and he goes on. I'm waiting for him to start including thumb drives inside the boxes. Then I'll just... Oh, then oh. we have an inception moment and you'll just <laughs> never come out of it. That's probably true. That's probably true. But uh, th those are those are coming and I may try some others. Uh, there's a couple of them out there that look really promising, but I have to limit myself because otherwise I'll end up blowing like $200 a month on these boxes full of crap coming to my house. <laughs> and I don't need it, really don't need any more crap like that, but that's, uh, that's where it is. But talking about new toys, there's one of the three of us has some new toys that, uh, he's been teasing on Twitter. Yes, actually... I have several new toys. Let's see if I could. I've got them all here. Let's see if I can grab. The first one that I got that I teased and uh, is this, uh, this, and this. I got the Nvidia Shield uh, tablet gaming system. Nice. Uh, oh yeah. Um, it's so it's an Android device. It's I got the thirty-two gig one. I got uh, unlocked, so I had to pay more. But the deal was, and I think it goes on through the end of this month yet. So you got a day or two left if if somebody wanted to get it. They probably won't hear this in time to do it. But you got the Shield tablet, you got the game controller and a cover. Uh, plus, I got Android the Android games um, Half Life, Half Life Episode Two, and Portal, all for four hundred dollars. Wow. Uh, yeah, because normally that controller is $60 by itself, and the games are like about $7, $8 each. So I didn't think that was too bad a deal, and I've been playing with it. The Android games play fine. The thing that uh, the NVIDIA uh, uh, is trying to do, they've got their game portal where they've got, you can play PC games, uh, online streaming of games. So basically you're playing the game on their mainframe computer somewhere, and they're streaming to you. That is hit or miss yet. Some of it has to do with my connection. Some of it has to do with, I don't think this thing has the best Wi-Fi because I'm literally sitting about 10 feet away from uh, my router on the other side of a wood wall and it still says uh, 
weak connection, uh, weak connectivity sometimes. Um, and so that is kind of a weak point. And sometimes I've had trouble connecting. It's still, this, that service is still free with the tablet until June. Then they hope to roll it into a, uh, like the online gaming service, uh, on live gaming service where, where you stream it. They're going to roll it into a per month uh, thing. They haven't announced pricing or anything yet. If they can get it so that I can reliably connect, and they've got a, because uh, I've been playing the heck out of Borderlands 2, and then the one that uh, 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 Mark suggested, uh, Alan Wake, I've been playing that one. Uh, and once you get going, it plays pretty good. Every once in a while, there's a like a slight stutter. Um, for the most part, it hasn't been too bad. But it's still kind of an interesting experience. I have a, ga- a portable gaming system that uh, I can play you know, PC games on. And if I had a computer at home with a GTX NVIDIA uh, graphics card in, I could be streaming games from that computer to my tablet. So I could be playing uh, PC games in the house. I could even do Steam games on it. But right now, it's interesting. It's holding my attention. It's playing pretty well. So... Um, Thanks. I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'll uh, play some more for the, for the sake of this show. I will sacrifice myself and play some more games and give you guys more reports as time goes on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor I little. I thought you were going to get out the shovel. And, 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 and this comes out of the extensive G, uh, uh, GSE coffers, right? Uh, I'll get reimbursed for all this? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally a reimbursable expense. You know, the, the, the network uh, funds us uh, so that we have that money so that we can, you know, experiment with these things. So. Right. Yeah, that and the buck fifty will get me a cup of coffee. but um, Not at Starbucks, it won't. <laughs> no, no, that's probably right. I'm showing my age probably. So. Then the other device that I got yesterday... I lost it on my desk here, which is I got myself the uh, HP Stream uh, 7-inch Windows tablet. So I've been playing with that last night and getting it set up. That's an interesting experience. Um, uh, I say it's a, uh, it, I imported the settings from my HP uh, desktop over there, and so a lot of the things came over, Not some of them. Uh, didn't I? Uh, you know, not all the apps. So I, I have to assume there's a difference between the tablet app store and the wind and the regular desktop app store. So I, there's got to be some difference, I'm sure, because not all apps run on that. Even though it says it's Windows 8, so or 8.1. But um, I've been playing with that, and it'll be interesting. And like I said, I just need one more gadget in my life. But uh, <laughs> and the fact I just need to set up a charging station around here just for all my. Gadget because last week I also got a uh, I like my Bluetooth headset so I got uh, one that goes around like a collar with uh, earbuds that come in because sometimes at work I only want one in for listening to podcasts so I can still hear people and I like those the best they do have some that are just like uh, two buds with a string in between them I don't like that because that would just be dangling this one works pretty good this is a different one it lasts about eighteen hours so uh, yeah I've kind of gone on a gadget binge this week. Well, you know, Bluetooth headsets are something I'd love to hear what you guys think. I have never owned a Bluetooth headset. And what I've been thinking about getting one for is like when I'm out in the yard working in the summer when I have to be outside. You know, the wintertime you guys are trapped in, I go out. The summertime I'm trapped inside, (laughs) but I do have to go out occasionally. But it would be nice to go outside, you know, if I'm out mowing or doing something like that. Like I've got some landscaping work that I need to work on this spring and stuff like that. That I could just put a you know, set of phones in and listen to, uh, you know, podcasts, maybe like Three Geeky Ladies or Sci-Fi Tech Talk, you know, something (laughs) like that to keep me, 
to keep me going while I'm out there shoveling dirt and playing around in the mud and everything else. So, but I mean, what what kind of Bluetooth headsets have you guys used? I have a pair of iHome. I know the brand. But they're okay. They maybe it's me. I think maybe my ear canals are different, but I can't keep I can't get them to stay in. I use them at the gym. Mhm. Cuz that's a place where, you know, I've got the armband. But having a cord, it still dangles down, gets in the way when you're trying to work on your abs or something. You know, you're lifting weights and it gets in the way. So I have the Bluetooth set, but they just seem to fall out of my ear a lot. Are they in-ear ones? or are they? Just- yeah. They, what they do is you, you pop them in your ear and there's like a little cord between the earbuds and it wraps behind the back of your neck. Uh-huh. They're not over the head like these. Right. They're just like little earbuds and it goes in one ear, wrap it around. It's got controls on the right side. Mm-hmm. So you can increase and decrease the volume and fast forward and rewind. Hmm. There's, I mean, because, I mean, most of what I listen to, we've, that's well known. I don't listen to a lot of music. I'm usually listening to podcasts or, or audiobooks, or sometimes now I listen to old time radio uh, plays. But, you know, so it doesn't have to be a high quality. I mean, because I hear a lot of people when they talk about Bluetooth headphones, oh, you know, I lose the bass, I, the, the, this, that, or, you know, the other type of thing. And I'm going, nah, I don't give a crap about that. I just, you know, I, I just want to, uh, I just want to be able to hear what I'm listening to. Yeah, I listen to podcasts at the gym. Yeah, and I just dropped a link in for the set that I got this week. And I was kind of impressed because I had gotten a cheap set from some other place. And they were pretty basic, kind of hard to listen to podcasts with, uh, especially when I got background noise like a vacuum cleaner or something. But this one here has got pretty good sound. It stores the earbuds so that uh, you tuck it into the collar there so that if you're only listening to one, you don't have it dangling there. Um, this one I was rather impressed. It's got eight, uh, 18 hours of uh, play time, which for me, I need something I kind of consider eight minimum. Ten is better because when I'm at work, especially during the summer, we're putting in longer days. Um, I need something that will last me all day because I don't want to have to be switching to something else uh, while I'm working to listen to uh, my music or podcast. So like I say eight hours is minimum for me. Ten hours is better. This one's got 18 hours. Um, I've only had it a week, but so far it's pretty good. One quirk I've noticed about it is is that when it goes to play the next song, it stutters a little bit. I've never had one do that before. It's mildly irritating, but it's only at the beginning of the song, so I just kind of I'm you know uh, looking past that. But otherwise, it's worked pretty well so far. I have to see. I can trash these things pretty quick just because I'm wearing them for you know eight ten hours a day, something like that. So. Um, uh, we'll see how well, well this one lasts. I have hopes. I just hope they, you know, meet my expectations. Why no? These, go ahead, Lisa. Say these go behind your neck. Yeah, over your over your neck. Yeah, because like, I'm looking uh, at it right now. Like a collar, um, and so uh, it's got the little holes there, so that you can then, if you're only using one earbud, so the like you take your right. Like, say, your left earbud, and you wrap it around, stick it in the right ear hole, so the cord tucks in behind the collar there, uh, and it's out of the way. Uh, Because I have had one, uh, the ones I've used before, I probably got buried here somewhere. It's a variation of, uh, it's been a lot of copycats. I can't remember who it is right off hand that did it first. I think it was LG. Um, they had little magnetic things that you would take the earbuds and just put them in the end of the collar, and they'd hold them there. Well, sometimes they would get knocked off. 
the magnets are pretty good, but some tails will get knocked off, and then you got your bud just kind of dangling there. Uh, this one here, it tucks in, and so far, it seems like they tuck in fairly well. The thing I've always had a problem with is those little cords. Um, I don't know what I do, but they end up getting shorts in them uh, because of wear or tear or something. That's where, uh, how I usually end up destructing those things. But I thought, well, I'll give these a shot and see how they go. Well, you know, the the corded ones, like even on that page when I pulled it up, I, I assume you're seeing the same thing. There's a uh, lower right corner there. It says there is a newer model of this item, and it looks like it's just corded. It doesn't have that uh, neck piece. Right. So Those are... Those are the kind I don't like because, like I say, if I, when I'm doing the one ear thing, I want you something want it out to of the way. Yes. Yeah, that's what I have. That's that, what mine look like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know. Allison did a review. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe a month and a half, two months ago. I've lost track now. Uh, since she and Steve have been traveling, uh, of uh, some Bluetooth headphones, and I know Andy Anatko was recently talking too about some different ones that he'd gotten. That were actually a knockoff of some big name brand, and I can't remember. But again, everybody kept talking about the fact that they needed, you know, the bass, the mid range, and all that. And I'm going, look, I'm listening to people talk. There's not a lot of bass well, and mid range there. Well, as long as long as it's not muddy, that was a problem I had. So that yeah. one, yeah. But I mean, at this price, you know, if I got them and they lasted the summer. That would mm-hmm. be fine. That would be all I'd need for when I'm outside doing crap or something like that. Or if we, if I, if I'm traveling or something like that, and I want to stick something in because right now what I have to do if I'm traveling with the family is I have uh, earbuds and I stick one earbud in because everybody else is streaming something different and I really don't want to listen to the movies or the music that they're listening to. So uh, it would be nice not to have the cord running down from the overhead thing in the van, you know, mm-hmm. to my ear, but. Uh, or out of my pocket, depending on what it is. Because I usually use my Nano when I do that, because I don't listen to podcasts on my phone. I listen to them on my, uh, on my Nano all the time. So, But yeah, that might be interesting. I might have to... You might have just cost me some money, Mr. McPeak. Well, you guys have cost me some, because I tablet and... So, yeah, take this, take you know some more money out of those extensive GSE coffers and then uh, buy yourself one. Then, <laughs> for, you know, it's for testing purposes, because geeks want to know. Yeah, well, well, we'll get Lisa some, too, Lisa some too. So yeah, I have right. some too. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll report back. Yeah, yeah, we can all we can, we can have her do the occasional report back. We can just send her equipment, and she can just do a report back. Well, you do a lot of reviews for my Mac anyway, don't you? Yes. So, anything cool that you're reviewing right now? Right now, I'm reviewing ScreenFlow. Screen. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. So I like because I hear a lot of people talk about that using that just for editing video, not even using it for actually capturing uh, screencasts because they like the editing capabilities. It it has a learning curve. It it's not something if you just want to record something you know quick and dirty. You just want to you know record something. Excuse me, just a second. <coughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. You just want to record something you know quick and dirty. Um, ScreenFlow is way too much. You just maybe want to use QuickTime. But if you're if it's something that you're going to do, like say for your work, you have to record uh, um, tutorials for your job, or you want to record uh, how you play a video game. This is great because you just record basically, and then when you're done, everything is done in the editing. That's when you do the close-ups and the zoom-outs, the zoom-ins. You put in annotations. You can 
you can highlight things, you can draw little arrows, and but there's there's a definite learning curve involved. Huh. Uh, you know, I have it because I got it in one of the bundles that I got recently, and I don't remember which one it was. Probably it was late last year, sometime, and I haven't played with it much. I don't, I don't think it's in my. No, it's not in my dock. And my apologies to Katie if she would see my dock. She'd have a conniption fit. Katie Floyd would, because um, <laughs> I have a lot of crap in my dock. Um, but yeah, that's. That I might have to play. Now you got me thinking about Lisa. You just go well, <laughs> screw my weekend here. It's it's one. Of, I found I found it's one of those applications that if you are familiar with using iMovie, it's uh, I want to say it's intuitive, but it's very similar. Okay. Certain things certain things that you do are very similar to iMovie. So if you have a little bit of experience with iMovie, this is going to feel a little bit more familiar. And what I did to learn this program and. By no means do I know it, but I can kind of muddle my way through. Is I rewatched Don McAllister's Screencast Online because yeah. he did a whole series of them. It was like at the four, end, four or five episodes. Was, yeah, it was five episodes. So I re-downloaded them onto my iPad, and so I'd have my computer open and I have my iPad on my side, and I would watch the first one, and he would say, you know, this is this is the basic screen, and this is this, and this is this, and I would pause the iPad, and I would look at the screen, and I would click all the buttons that he was clicking to make sure. I'm like, okay, he said this, he said, okay, hit the iPad again, follow through, and then when he was making a tutorial, I would record something on my side. You know, obviously different than what he did, but I would record something, and then I would edit it the way he edited it. Nice. And that's how I kind of figured out how to use this. So it's kind of the monkey see, monkey do uh, yeah. principle. Yeah, so what I'm doing when I write the review, I, I rec- one thing that, that you can do now with, with ScreenFlow is you can record your iPhone or your iPad, oh. which you, could, you couldn't do in previous versions. Cool. So if you know, you're playing a video game on your iPad and you want to show people how to do it, yeah. you can just plug in your iPad, play the game and record it, and then when you're done playing it, then you can go back in and edit it. Wow. So what I did for the review is I made a really short video on the Mac, and a really short video from the iPad or the iPhone. I think I use the iPhone. You know, like a little one-minute tutorial. Yeah. And I kind of overdid all the different things that you can do, but just to make a point, like, look, you can zoom in. Look, you can zoom out. Look, you can add an annotation. Things that I wouldn't do if I was making a serious one, Mm -hmm. but just to show people within the review, like, hey, look, these are all the things you can do. Well, would this be a substitute then for somebody who wants to do some video editing but doesn't want to buy Final Cut at what three hundred dollars? What is Final Cut? Somewhere up there. Yeah, Final Cut's about three hundred bucks. If I'm not. Um, I mean, it I, won't be the same, but I don't. I don't know because I've never used Final Cut, and I don't. I don't know at what point in your editing process ScreenFlow will stop. Yeah, I. I don't know either. I mean, I've heard people talk a lot about being able to do basic video editing and stuff like that. The the next step up, if you didn't want to go all the way that way, and the Mac faithful will call, might call me a heretic for saying it, how about Premiere Elements or Adobe Premiere Elements or whatever it is? Yeah, I've got a copy of that um, because I did a review a few years ago of Photoshop Elements, and they gave me Premiere at the same time. You can get them in a two-pack if you want yeah. Uh, but I never, I never opened it. I never really looked at it because anything I needed to do, I photo, uh, um, iMovie took care of. So yeah, you might you might want to look. You might want to give that a try because I think there's a free trial of Premiere Elements. There's a free trial of Final Cut too if you wanted to try it, Mike. 
Oh, well, it's not, it, you know, sometimes I, uh, you know, and this may kind of circle around to one of our subjects we had uh, uh, lined up here, too. I like to record video uh, TV shows and then save them so I can watch them later. And sometimes, as much as it uh, torques off the networks, I do like to cut the commercials out. And so I can just, like, watch the whole show. Um, and uh, I had some stuff that came with the uh, television program that I was running on my computer uh, for a tuner. But... You know, if I didn't want to have to install that, I would just want something a simple editor. Doesn't have to be much. I just want to be able to cut and pull together and that kind of stuff. I don't need you know extensive cuts and fades and all sort of kind of stuff. I just want to be able to snip and glue, basically. What about what about QuickTime? Can you can you open it in QuickTime or iMovie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can edit with. I mean, I just. Uh, this is something I haven't gotten around to doing yet, but something I've thought about. So you can do that within QuickTime. I thought you needed, I thought iMovie, and I thought they get rid of iMovie, but you can do it in QuickTime. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering if you can, because I think for oh. what you want, ScreenFlow right. would be overkill. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it would if it's in a bundle or something. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. the first I did, I did buy ScreenFlow a number of years ago, in, I think a Mac Heist bundle. I got it in one of those, and I think I got it in a stack social bundle too. Yeah, something like that. I think it's like I don't know, fifty bucks, and you got that, and and I never opened it. And it's like I I want I, I don't know. I got in my head that I wanted ScreenFlow. I just got it in my head, and it wouldn't leave. And then this bundle came up, so I bought it. Did I ever open it? No. So when the opportunity came again to review it, I said, you know something? If I have to review it, I will open it and I will learn this program. Yeah, it was Don it's, McAllister's voice in the back of your head thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just find it, um, you know, the geek in me. Like I'm not geeky, and I'm probably going to lose my geek points. I admit it. I'm not into science fiction. I've never seen Star Trek (gasps) ever. Ever. I don't read. I know. Heresy. Heresy. I know. I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just not not for me. I'm just not into science fiction or anything. But like Mike, I'm into the gadgets. Mm. I find it when I'm working with ScreenFlow. I find it. I know. I find it fascinating. To try to figure out how to, how does this program work? How do I learn how to do this? And it doesn't. I don't find it frustrating. I think some people would be frustrated because I was having a hard time with certain things. I couldn't get certain things to work. But rather than be frustrated, I was more like, okay, how do I figure this out? Go back, watch a tutorial. Go back and read the help guide. Oh, okay, I see what I did wrong. I clicked here. I should have clicked there, and figure all these things out. That I find fun. Yeah. So that's what makes us geeks. We just yeah. have to find the system, understand it, tear it apart, bend it to our will, and then we'll get bored and move on. Yeah. Right. Well, it's just like I've, I'm, I'm recently uh, going back and teaching, starting to learn Swift programming. I have no need at all to do Swift programming. But being an old, uh, this will show my age, as, as we know, I'm an old COBOL programmer from way back, an RPG programmer. So, I mean... I just collect programming languages for some reason, and I will teach myself different things. And now, for some reason, I've also switched over, and I'm starting to do some VB.net uh, learning on that. Why? Got no reason. Just because well, it's fun to code. I enjoy writing code. It's a it's, sickness. It's the same reason why I bought, uh, I'm trying to find what all I bought here. I bought Workflow. I bought Drafts. Um, uh, Launch Center Pro because that's sort of you know uh, easy 
programming. You don't have to learn a language, but you can sit there and manipulate things and make it do things. And I bought all this stuff because I think it's neat. I should be able to do this, some of this stuff. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I just, the notion of being able to sit there and be able to manipulate things and move from here to there and uh, do things. And, you know, even uh, the uh, if then then that stuff too, I uh, got some stuff in there. Uh, and I just, that's the kind of thing that, again, it's the it appeals to the geek in me. I want to try and do all this stuff, but I still have I bought all this stuff, and I've done a little bit with it, but I just should sit down and figure out, justify my purchases anyway, and find something to do with it. Well, that's like the Raspberry Pi I bought that's sitting Mm. here. I play around with it occasionally. I boot it up. I go in and and twiddle around with it. Last night, what did I do? I'm sitting here watching a movie. I said, oh, let me reload Windows 10 because my Windows 10... uh, preview had gotten screwed up so i sat here while i'm watching a movie and i'm reloading windows 10 in a virtual machine you know it it is it's truly like you guys said it's what makes us geeks is that we want to get in tear things apart figure out how they work you know when i was a kid i would do that sometimes and i was the typical kid where oh i'll take this apart and put it back together oh there's parts left over well they must not have been necessary parts let's see this thing still sort of works let's keep going do you ever find that there's an issue on your computer? It could be a particular program or something with the computer itself. And it's not that big of a deal. You, you know, it, does, it doesn't matter. But you spend three hours trying to make sure it goes back to the way it was. Oh, I can't yes. think of an example off my head, but off the top of my head. But I'll say, I'll spend two hours trying to get to the root of a problem that is not that big of a deal. Well, it's, because it's, I want to know why it happened and how to fix oh. it. Oh, yeah. It's the pebble in the shoe principle. You get a pebble in your shoe. It's a small thing, but it'll drive you nuts. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing. And the, the thing is, and, I, and one I really hate is those problems that go away. You never quite figure out what the problem is because you know it's out there lurking. It's going to come back and get you, and you don't know how to fix it or what your defense is against it. So then you're just sitting there in fear. Is this thing going to come back? When? What's it going to do? Yeah, so. I had that last week. Oh. I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a security update. But I restarted my computer, you know, did the security update, restarted my computer, opened mail, and all my folders were gone. Gone. Oh, shit. These were the ones saved on my Mac. Just totally gone. I just went, oh, my God, because the mail that was in there was there for a reason. (laughs) And I ended up having to go into, I think it was into Time Machine, and drag all the folders out, and I couldn't get it to import like I had, I had folders and then subfolders in there. Well, if I imported a folder, it wouldn't take the subfolders. It only took pieces. So what I ended up having to do is open the folder, get to the subfolder, drag it to my desktop because it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Oh. You know how when you when you when you pull it in and you have to navigate well it wouldn't let me navigate into the subfolder so i had to open it up on the desktop drag the drag the mailbox to my desktop import it that way put the mailbox back into the folder and keep going like that and then rename all the folders in mail and put the ones that were together that were supposed to be together till i got it back to the way it was and i'm just going oh my god oh my god so now every time i open mail i'm looking down the side to make sure all those <laughs> folders are still there I have no idea what happened. Yeah. No idea. I'm, like, I'm thinking, thank God the mail was still there on my Mac. Mm. But why it deleted from mail, I have no idea. Oh, I blame the Apple Watch, but I just have a peeve against that thing. But. Oh, yeah. 
you know, we don't want to, we don't want to go down that the uh, no no the, the crapple folder on my phone now yes. and my iPad that has the uh, i i i or the Apple Watch stuff in it. It's like I'm sorry, the Apple Watch. I've said it on here before. I'll say it again. Right. It's a solution in search of a problem. Right. I cannot find and, and and that may cost me geek points way more than you did, Lisa, for not being a star sci-fi fan. No, we talked about this yesterday. We recorded an episode of Three Geeky Ladies, and we talked about the Apple Watch. And Suze and Vicky are vehemently opposed to it. They I'm are not, very much against it. Good for them. I'm not opposed to the watch itself. If the price point was down where maybe I could justify because I have no problems, obviously, with gadgets. Uh, but the thing that really torqued me off was that damn app that they put on the phone, another app that you can't get rid of. I only got a 16-gig phone, so I'm sitting there, uh, and I like uh, – you know, I realized my whole uh, my favorites list is Kevin's whole music collection because uh, I got to give him a little jab about his music once in a while. But I like my music and I like my podcast, and so with a 16 gig phone, I have to sit there and manage it somewhat close. I have some wiggle room in there, but to, uh, then I'm going through. Do I? Oh, I haven't used this app. I'm just trying to make room, make sure I got enough room, but I cannot get rid of that app. I cannot get rid of the stocks app. I cannot get rid of Apple's apps that I don't use. I have no use for, but they're sitting there sucking up space on my phone and it just mm-hmm. irritates me. Please give me the option. I realize you put it there. You want people, you know, it's the customer experience. I get that. Well, you're screwing up my customer experience. Please let me yeah. get rid of some of this. Yeah, you can always re-download it if you need mm-hmm. it. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. What I do is I have an Apple folder. Yeah. Well, and mine... anything, anything I don't use, like the tips, the stocks, the yes. Apple Watch, that kind of stuff, goes in that Apple folder on the very last page. Yeah, uh, was it uh, Martin? No, it was uh, one of the guys online that I follow. He talked about that. He calls his folder Crapple. That's yeah. what he calls. Uh, that's where he puts all the. Mine was mine's very uncreative. It says unused applications, but I have the health app, passbook, stocks, game center, music, podcasts, iTunes Store, and now the Apple Watch in there. So. Yeah, I just moved the iTunes store. Yeah, see, there's that's what oh, I yeah. have. My music is down here at the bottom. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I well, I use I use mine. <laughs> well, see, I I moved the music one in there because I've been using Amazon uh, for music. Just because, uh, uh, I think I've discussed it before. iTunes, I do like the Genius feature, but uh, just some, I don't know. Amazon came. I have Prime. So they came out with the you know their prime music. So then anything on their list, as long as you you know keep your subscription current, you can download it and listen to it. So it gives me a chance to listen to music that that uh, I you know I can uh, li- uh, listen to it, and if I like it, I can go and buy it. Uh, and so it gives me a chance to explore. And then they have their stations, and I think it uh, their stations. I I uh, think I should sit down and do a side. Well, maybe not side by side, but compare. Uh, Apple's radio stations to Amazon's because I was listening to Amazon's the other day and they had some pretty good music on there. A- Apple's I've tried it a time or two and sometimes you start to hear the same songs. There's a lot of repeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like I say, and that all comes with my Prime membership. Uh, and so I figured, well, I'm already paying for it. Why not use it? So I just kind of, I'm to the point where I already use Downcast for my uh, uh, podcasts. Uh, Amazon for my music. Uh, I'm really starting to think: uh, Do I need uh, iTunes to handle my music on my Mac? I mean, why not just dump that 
the music out of there and just use Prime because I got it downloaded. I mean, it's uploaded in the cloud, so it's safe. But I should have a copy. Always have a you know several copies at different places for it. Uh, have but download the Amazon Music, skip iTunes, and just listen to it that way. Yeah, I, that makes sense. But see, I can't do that because I listen to all my podcasts on my ever lovely little little friend yeah. the Nano here. So you know, yeah. And that's going to be a problem because, yeah, uh, I don't know that you could load. You'd have to have the app on there so that it could verify your music. So, yeah, Overcast. yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about Overcast. Mm. I actually have either Overcast or Downcast. I bought uh, a while back, and hey, it works great. But you know, it's it, I, I'm like Mike. I have a 16 gig iPhone. And I mm. have a 64 gig iPad Air too, but I have a 16 gig iPhone. So. Because I use my phone more work-oriented than anything else. That's the primary stuff stuff I use the phone for. The iPad's just for fun to go out and do whatever the hell I want. So, yeah, I I don't know. I just you know my music collection, like we said, I don't. I'm not into discovering new music. You know, I listen to ACDC. I listen to you know this. I, I you know I don't have broad tastes. I listen to a little bluegrass, a little heavy metal, a little country. I mix it all together there. You know. At least it's probably got like. Uh, These are yeah. all the artists. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. I've I've I I listened to. I could listen to David Bowie one day, Simon and Garfield the next day, um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. So I kind of run the gamut. Well, see, I can jump from uh, Garth Brooks to Led Zeppelin in a heartbeat. A little Kathy Matea thrown in along the way. Uh, even a little Mannheim Steamroller in there. So. Uh, <laughs> You know what's good is I'm really impressed. I was never a kid rock fan. I don't, you know, it's more mm-hmm. rappy. You know, I don't like that mm-hmm. stuff, but his new album, love it. It's got more of a country vibe to it. It's not country, right. but it's got like a country vibe to it. It's kind of like the song Picture that he did with Sheryl Crow mm-hmm. or, all, or All Summer Long. Huh. Yeah, well, the All Summer Long, he sampled uh, Sweet Home Alabama. He sampled Sweet Home Alabama, right. but yeah. they gave no credit, credit to Werewolves of London. Because if you oh. listen to the beginning of that song, it's do 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 do. Yeah, That's Werewolves piano. of London. Yeah, yep. Werewolves of London. I know mm-hmm. that song actually. <laughs> yeah, like, and it, you, you, yeah. So, but if you right. listen to his new thing, it's called First Kiss. I love it. I bought. I mean, I was streamed it on iTunes, and I kept streaming it and again and again and again. Like, wow, I really like yep. this. When you start hitting replay, that's one that you like. So yeah, so I bought it. Yeah, that's the the last music that I bought. Again, I do buy it occasionally, but it was ACDC stuff because I found out it was some ACDC that I didn't have, and I kept listening to it on as much. This kills Mark that I listen to music on YouTube. That just absolutely kills him. The audio quality, I said, dude, my ears are so shot yeah. from when I was younger going and listening to music in an extremely loud, you know, Van Halen and crap like right. that when I was younger that it it doesn't make any damn difference now anyway. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, between well, tractors and vacuum cleaners, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's good, Mike? I get a lot of music from Amazon. I'll get these uh, either uh, an email or I'll go searching around. I, the last thing I bought, it was like the top songs of 1960. Mm. There was about three or 400 songs, and it was like four bucks. Right. And, and I, awesome. had a lot, I had a lot of those songs anyway, but I'm looking through the list. I'm like, well, if I can find five that I don't already have that I like, mm-hmm. big deal. Right. And they, uh, they also have curated playlists, um, which uh, hopefully 
uh, you know, and maybe I should go back and explore them. It's been a while because they were a little weak, I thought, when they started out. Maybe they got more now, maybe they expanded. Uh, and maybe that's my answer to the genius playlists. Because one thing I did like about iTunes, I will give them credit for that. You take a song in your collection, say, I want to create a genius playlist based on this. And I have like 10,000 songs uh, of uh, different types. Uh, and so I did like some of the mixes that it ca- uh, came up with because it's like, oh, I haven't heard this song. And I have actually discovered some within my own collection that right. I started listening to. Because I do get a little, I'm not quite uh, o- uh, OCD as Mark is. We give him a little crap for that. But I do, I do like certain. I like Discovery, too, but I do like to, the familiar stuff, that the stuff that you can sing along with, albeit maybe badly sometimes. But I do like the stuff that I can just, when I'm there at school alone and I'm hopefully there's no one around for me to, you know, annoy, I'll just start singing out loud and, you know, just kind of, you know, get my rock, rock star on. Um, but I do like the familiar, but I do like to go out and explore, and I should try some of these. Just uh, Little Uptown Funk? Ah, uh, Yeah. Now, now I have this picture of Mike going down the halls playing air guitar with the with the mop or the broom or something. You're not on the cameras, are you? I don't yes. do it with the camera, but I will do the. <laughs> I will drop my hand down and just kind of do the. Uh, uh, if you ever seen Mark Knopfler play guitar, yeah, uh, he does the three finger thing. So I'm just kind of sitting there trying to do the the guitar parts like that. So that's my I, little slash or Eddie Van Halen or yeah. <laughs> I now now Mike, I know what we need. The, mm. the big thing, Meerkat and Periscope have been blowing up the last oh, few weeks. We need Meerkat of Mike doing his job, doing air guitar, going down the hall of the school. It's subtle. It's not like I'm you know, just doing that. It's just like I got the one hand down there, just like you would be playing guitar. But, you know, it's just kind of doing the, uh, like you'd be fingering. Yeah. So, I, I think you really should. You should get a Meerkat oh. account, and we <laughs> should stream you doing your job and watching that. That could just be entertainment I, number one. I could be the next uh, Carly Rae Jepsen or something like that. Please, no. <laughs> I, I you don't, don't like that, that earworm? I don't oh. know who that is. Call, call me, me maybe. Call me maybe. It's like... Well, it's, that, yeah. one, that song's just catchy. It's like an earworm for me. It's gotten inside my head. Um, yeah, it's either one of those songs, you love it or you hate it. Huh. I'm on the haze. I don't listen to a lot of current stuff because I just don't like the current stuff. Except for a few exceptions. I love Uptown Funk. But most of the stuff I listen to is seventies. Well, the stuff I I try to uh, uh, three doors down. I listen to. Um, um, I'm gonna catch some flack. I'm a, I love Nickelback, and Nickelback oh, yeah. is another yeah. group. You love them or you hate them. You don't yep. like. Them. I love them. They're okay. Who, you love them is. or you hate them. Yep. And I love Nickelback. I don't know um, who that is. <laughs> um, oh shoot! I think I, I think maybe if we played a song for you, you would know. You would recognize it. Uh, I'm like, it's just like I just found out, it's been like six, no, it's been maybe nine months ago now, I found out who, uh, oh, what's her name, B, B, um, Beyonce? Beyonce, I found out who that was, oh. I'd never heard of her either, so, I mean, pop culture and I just kind of diverge. See, when I go to concerts, and I still go to a lot of concerts, it's the older stuff, like my husband and I went to see Steve Miller Band back I in November. We have tickets for this summer to see Def Leppard, Styx, and Tesla. Yes. Which I, I can't... I don't know who Tesla is. I know who the others are. Right. Tesla does uh, the song Signs that Five Men Electrical Band did. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Signs, signs, everywhere are signs. You should remember that from the 60s, don't you? 70s? Signs, signs, you know, um, take, uh, blocking out the scenery, changing my mind. Uh-huh. Don't do this, don't do that, everywhere a sign. 
I don't know. I'll have to look that one up because that one doesn't uh, ring a bell. Okay. Again, heavy metal, small town, we drank. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are certain parts that have been blacked out. Uh, yes. that, I mean, when you grow up in a small, 450 people in the entire town. I had more was, than that in my graduating class. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, it was a very small town, and it was fairly rural at that time. So once you were outside of the town, you were outside the town. <laughs> Oh my yeah. God. yeah, all I, bets were off. I grew up in the city. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, a very, very small town right next to the mountain. So, I mean, you know, you didn't want to get drunk and wander up into the mountains and get lost. <laughs> so. Well, it, and we made, you know, uh, surprisingly, it, it didn't uh, kill us. We made real uh, smart choices like, uh, hey, let's uh, get firearms, alcohol, and a pickup truck and go out in the country and chase around the rabbits and spotlight them, which is illegal, um, at night. So, uh, yeah, a lot of bad, bad choices. Yeah, yeah, no, my, my, my youth is full of bad choices, and some of them, the statute of limitations might not be up on, so I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. Yeah, and anybody who's an atheist, you know, by the grace of God, that's why I'm here today. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, enough about the the bad things that we sure. did in our youth. Uh, talking about geeky stuff and uh, hobbies and stuff, we were we were kind of alluding around there. Elisa brought up an interesting topic about uh, Apple TV and the fact that people keep referring to it as a hobby. And she she it, yeah, it, I never I never understood that. I mean, to me, a hobby is. Knitting or stamp collecting or model trains. I mean, that's that's a hobby. But watching TV is not a hobby. Well, I always thought it was Apple's hobby because they sort of dabble in it. They haven't really gotten serious about it yet. But it's still not a hobby. I mean, you go out and buy an Apple TV. You hook it up. You you watch it, whether it's Netflix or you know whatever it is that you're watching through the your your Apple TV or your Roku box. I've never heard the Roku box called a hobby, and it's exactly like an Apple TV. True. And For I, the most and part. I, I love my Roku too. I, yeah, I, I have act- two Rokus. I don't have an Apple TV. I have two Rokus, and I have the Amazon Fire Stick. And I've got a Roku three, an Amazon Fire Stick, and a Google TV. I have a problem. <laughs> well, I didn't need the app, the Amazon stick either, but when it was advertised for nineteen uh, bucks, bucks, I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So I hooked it up to my uh, my kitchen TV. Yeah, the gadget and, geek in you makes you buy stuff like that. Yeah, and I I love it. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's and and because of the price drop in the Apple TV, although I'm hearing rumors now, they're saying there might be a new model coming out. I might actually grab a in the refurb store. They're only fifty nine dollars. They dropped the price to sixty nine on the new one. Fifty nine dollars. Although I don't have a need for the Apple TV, occasionally there's stuff in my iTunes that I'd like to stream up to the TV. You know, that's only in iTunes. And that would be, you know, like I could watch, we were talking about Don McAllister earlier. I might want to send one of his screencasts up to uh, uh, the Apple TV, you know, or send it to the big screen TV and watch it. Because sitting, you know, a foot and a half from a 27-inch monitor isn't enough. I want to sit, you know, right in front of the 40-inch screen and watch Don do his thing. So, uh, but, yeah, I've considered an Apple TV. I don't know if I'll get one or not, but at that price point, they make it, and again, ninety nine dollars wasn't that bad before. I mean, that yeah. really wasn't expensive. But my Roku is the awesome device. I even took that on vacation with me because I can hook it to anything, HDMI or composite. Because I have one of the Roku twos, right? So, I so can, do I. Yeah, you can hook it to anything, and I put a crap ton of movies on the on a thumb drive. And that that's what I like about the Roku is that you can plug a thumb drive in the side of it, and it just plays the video straight from that. I mean, you can also uh, 
I've got I put data on a NAS drive. I was reviewing a NAS drive for my Mac, so I put stuff on that, and you can watch that through your Roku also. If yeah. you're on the same Wi-Fi network, yeah. you can yeah. just put data on your NAS drive and watch it through the Roku. And the reason I didn't get an Apple TV in the first place was because I still have CRT TVs. Mm. I still have those, you know, big old honking. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes to a TV, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't, I'm not interested in big screen TVs. I don't care. HDTV doesn't bother me. Right. So our family room TV is still the big CRT TV hooked up to an old Roku. So we want to watch Netflix or Amazon in there. My husband in the game room has a big 40, I think it's a 42-inch HDTV. Yeah. And I did put a Roku in there, but no one ever used it. So I took it out, and I'm in my woman cave right now where I've got up, up on the wall. I don't think you can see it, but up on the wall, I've got I a small TV screen up there, and I've got a Roku 3 hooked up to that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I still have... You know, I still have CRT TVs. I talked about it a little over a year ago. I got my first HD TV. Uh, my bless my wife gave it to me for Christmas 2013, and uh, we enjoy it immensely. And then she bought me a new recliner this year, so I really so TV <laughs> may become a way of life for me. But <laughs> but no, I mean it's it it is nice to have that big screen because like uh, we watched a movie the other night. Um, we watched uh, Night at the Museum three. Uh, and that was excellent movie, by the way, folks. If you haven't seen it, see it. It, it might be the best of that whole series. Um, but it's nice. The whole family gathers around the TV. We're, we relax and watch a big screen. But I still have CRT TVs, too. I have uh, upstairs in our room, I have a big 27-inch mm-hmm. CRT. The living room has a flat-screen CRT, one of the last ones that were made. And it has even has a bent picture tube. So instead of being a really deep television like the the tube TVs were, it's about a half or maybe a little less than half the depth of a CRT television. And it's something that I can actually uh, get around it and lift it easy, Uh, Mm. which is, you know, for a 27-inch tube TV, that's saying something to be able to lift it. Now, the other 27-inch tube TV I have still have, I can't pick that sucker up. No. Save me. I can't no, get my arms around it or anything. Yeah, and there's nowhere to grab. They have no, like, little handles built in, so at least you can grab it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are hernia makers. We have a few of them at the school because, um, you know, they're slowly, as they start to get more, you know, as they start to wear out, they're starting to get a few flat screens around there. Uh, but, yeah, those things are hernia makers. It takes two people to lift them. The thing is, though, uh, they still need some around the school, but a lot of the classrooms have Promethean boards and projectors. So I'm hoping that those dinosaurs kind of become a you know a thing of the past because less stuff we have to move and carry around and work around, better for me. But uh, well, that's the future. The other thing that I, I still use a CRT TV for, and I use my old original, I have a first-gen iPad. I use that as a streaming device hooked to the CRT TV upstairs. You know, so I, anything I can get off the web, like if I happen to be watching YouTube videos or something like that, I can stream them right to the CRT TV just using the 30-pin uh, connector and the uh, composite connection on the television. And it plays beautifully. I'm happy as hell with that. See, and I'm totally content watching Netflix on my iPad. I, I have no problem whatsoever. See, some people won't watch anything on a small screen. I'm, I'm good. 
I use my Fire tablet. I, I have to justify these things. But I use my Fire tablet. And I do like that, especially if I'm going through Amazon and I'm watching a movie for Sci-Fi Tech Talk. They have their X-ray feature in there. So sometimes there'll be people on the screen. So you tap the screen and it'll tell you who the actors are. Maybe it'll throw in a little tidbit of information. So uh, it's kind of nice to have that while you're watching a movie just so you can gather a, a few facts along the way. Or you're sitting there going, I know I've seen that person before where... Um, you know, so it, it, it's for research purposes. So, see, and I, I never turn on my fire tablet. Mm. I, I use it for. Well, it's I said, okay. I use... It's different. It's different. Yeah. I didn't really like the way the carousel was laid out. So, really, the only time I turn it on now is when my I have a second gen Kindle. So it's almost six years old. I love it. I have no intention of getting rid of it until it dies in my hands. And when I uh, because we're Amazon Prime, we get a free book a month which I usually use in the summer. I don't read a whole lot now. But in the summer when I'm sitting outside, I read. I'll go on to the Amazon Fire to find the book and download it and then move it over to my Kindle. That's it. I never turn it on. And I, I've made uh, allusions on this podcast before that Amazon is my crack cocaine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they were to put turds on Amazon, I would probably buy them just because. But uh, so I, get, I mean, I can get you those in bulk discount at my office. Yeah, I bet you could. <laughs> you know, a supplier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll use it for that. And I say movies and books because uh, I don't have a, you know, a uh, the original paperwhite. Uh, Kindles or the e-ink Kindles, so that uh, serves as my book reader and my movie uh, watching device uh, and my music too. Because again, Amazon Music, so it all kind of goes through there. So um, I use it for that. Uh, uh, so I've got my Nvidia tablet for gaming. I got my Fire tablet for uh, books and movies. Uh, my Windows uh, tablet I just bought. Um, hmm. I'll find a use for that. I did put uh, Office on it, so that'll be interesting to see how that works. Uh, and then I'm going to find – I've got apps on my iPad, so, okay. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've i been watching more and more on my iPad and my iPhone. That was one of the reasons I wanted the 6 Plus because it's nice to be able to have that if I'm just waiting for something to happen, you know, sitting around – you know, maybe I won't say sitting in traffic, but like I'm sitting in a doctor's office or something – uh, waiting on that, or I've dropped somebody off to go do something, or I'm waiting to pick up somebody. Pull out the iPhone, watch a video. It's a nice size screen. You know, it fits in my pocket. That's great. But the iPad, a lot of times, I bought the Apple uh, leather case for it, which I really like because it covers the back and it has the uh, smart cover feature, but without the smart cover because I hate that stupid smart cover. Because um, I had that on another iPad, but I have uh, I have that. I'll prop that up, and a lot of times if I come home and uh, if I'm late for dinner, I set that on the tele- on the television. I set it on the <laughs> table while I'm eating my dinner because the rest of the family's already gone on and done something. And I'm like, you know, Lisa, I'm perfectly happy to watch video right on my iPad. I got no problem at all doing that. Yeah, I've got. Yeah. Yeah, see. And just go like this. Yeah. Yep. Watch. Yeah. So, and then, well, I've used it, I use my iPad too, like uh, Mark and I, you know, our families talk to each other a lot, so I use it to stream video back and forth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, nice, it's nice for Skype too. Oh, yeah. Because like, I'll be talking to someone and you can walk around the house, so you're not chained to your computer. So, if, you know, if I've got the kettle boiling for tea, I can just pick this up with me and, okay, now we're in the kitchen, I'm pouring myself some tea and I can continue the conversation. Well, maybe, maybe you need Meerkat then, Elisa, so that you can stream your life as you're going around the house doing your thing. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Well, at least you could send me the snow pictures when it's happening next winter. <laughs> next, yeah, as long as it, yeah, next winter. Yes. Uh, Lisa and I go back and forth constantly on Twitter about the the snow and stuff. She sends me the pictures of uh, the beautiful white stuff as it falls up her way. So the next picture I'm going to send you is me lounging by the pool. There you I, go. I bet you can't wait for your. For, oh, to get cannot the pool. wait. Every time my husband closes the pool in September, there's tears running down my face. It's yeah. just so sad. But then I get very excited when I go to the store, like in February, and you like you go to Walmart or Target or Home Depot, and you see the summer furniture laid out and the barbecues. <laughs> I'm like, yes. So That's you're so- back there in the display, and you're sitting on the lounger, and you got a drink in your hands. Yeah, and so I'm just like, asking, can I help you? Yeah, the, that's something. Uh, that reminds me, that's something I got to do. My grill, my gas grill, is kind of giving up the ghost for the most part. I need to go buy a new one of those. But I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna go to Lowe's, I think, and get it because for a little bit extra, they put it together and they'll deliver it, and I can make them carry it around back of my house and up the two flights of stairs onto the deck. Sweet, <laughs> so, that I, so that I don't have to. <laughs> So. Okay, if we get a little uh, grill geeky here, are you going to get uh, ones with cast iron burners, or are you going to go the less expensive route? Probably the less expensive because the one I got had the cast iron, and it didn't hold up as well. Didn't? No, okay. it's. Uh, I paid a lot for that grill, and it has not held up as well as I would have liked it to. So, mm. I'm not going to put the sink the money into it. You know, it, uh, the equivalent of that grill now would probably be about five hundred bucks. And uh, I'm only going to sink. I'm going to keep it under two hundred dollars for whatever I buy. That one was a little over two hundred when I bought it. I had gotten a bonus and some gift cards that I used to pay for that one. So I mean, it wasn't directly out of pocket, but that was I don't know how many years ago. But it just didn't really hold up. The uh, matter of fact, the grates on it cracked uh, within about a year and a half, and it was okay. I mean, it didn't affect the way I could use it. But I couldn't even get replacement grates for it. And they're the ceramic coated grates and all the stuff. I'm going. Oh. It got me to the point where I was ready to go back to a charcoal grill, you know, because the old uh-huh. uh, charcoal grills I had, I had one of those that lasted 15 years. You know, I just kept using it, and you, you know, other than having to empty the ash and all that kind of crap, right. I was. So uh, you you had to go side burners or? I actually the one I have has a side burner. We don't use it very often, but uh, I do have that. I just need to get a big surface because I'm cooking for a family of five at a minimum. Right. And then if I'm if we have guests over, you know, I'm cooking for mm-hmm. ten or twelve people at a time, so I need a lot of surface area. So I have to get at least a four burner grill. Okay. So yeah, it's but I'll figure out something. I'll report back after we make a decision. But okay. <laughs> I need to go do grill shopping. I'm glad you reminded me of that. So, oh, good. I do serve a purpose. Then. Yeah, we have found something that you are good at, Mike. I, and you know, oh. it's a limited, you know, it's a limited field. But we we, we well, have we have that, found your niche. That and boosting electronics industry. <laughs> Single handedly keeping the electronics industry going. Yes. So, uh, but speaking of uh, also having other troubles, and and we were talking earlier about. Troubles. Uh, Elisa was having some audio editing issues uh, yesterday that were slightly perturbing to her. I gathered from her Twitter feed. <laughs> we were, like I said earlier, we were recording an episode of Three Geeky Ladies, and Vicky kept dropping off. I don't. We have no idea what the problem is. Every time we go to record, we have issues. I don't know if it's Skype. I don't know if it's her setup. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I. We have no idea. It's well, it's just Vicky that drops off. 
<coughs> usually. Occasionally, Suze, but 99% of the time, it's Vicky. Now, okay. Maybe it's her ISP. That's what oh. I was going to say. If it's just her, and if, if, if uh, Suze is not lo- losing her, and it's just you and her losing Vicky, then it sounds like it would be something on Vicky's end. I don't know what. You see, we no. have that. We had that problem occasionally on uh, for a while on Sci-Fi Tech Talk with Jeff up in Canada, and I don't think the borders had anything to do with it. But he then upgraded, I think, got a new router, um, and I think maybe a new computer. But I, you know, he upgraded his equipment, and then he's been pretty good. I mean, there's still we still have to make the occasional sacrifices of the Skype God to keep our you know uh, connection going because that's just kind of an ongoing thing. But like I say for a while there it was him, but he upgraded his equipment, and then it seemed to get better. So um, because he would drop off, or uh, even but you know even now we still have the sign lining problem um, uh, every once in a while. Even like when we were recording today, um, uh, you started uh, Suze started the. Uh, uh, Sign Chop up a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But it was not bad, and we, you know, muscled through it. But uh, you know, I say he was having some fairly consistent problems there, but it went away. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we've had occasional issues. Mark mm. has issues, but I think it's more his bandwidth being limited. I don't think he has as big a right. pipe in and out. Usually, is what because we sound great to him, right? Uh, well, and and he, once, but he loses, but we lose him. Right, and once in a while, you guys, but like I say, I have a limited upload. I only got like three megs up. So when we're doing video like this, there's been a few times, and if I do something stupid like bring up a web page, uh, then you guys could maybe sometimes start to, uh, you know, maybe chatter a little bit. But that's probably usually on my end. But, you know, I have to wonder if it's not a bottleneck somewhere. Um, and like I say, with Jeff, it was a router and or maybe computer. Yeah, I I don't know. That would be interesting. I you know maybe maybe yeah. we should fly out there at least and see. Uh, I I might have to make that sacrifice with the yeah. with with the GS money with GSE money that yeah, you've got right. There you go. There you go. Because I can use that to report back to you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I think that'll work. Mm-hmm. I'll get uh, a couple first class tickets on Virgin America for you and your husband. Okay, seeing as I don't fly out of here, we'd have to go to New York. But okay. Well, we'll get you. We'll get you a limo service down to wherever that you want to go to. You know, we okay. have that. We have those kind of things. Okay. Um, you know, wet bar and the limo, of course. You know, can't well, have, yeah. can't, can't have any suffering. And then get you on first class Virgin America. Get you out as close as we can to Vicky, and then limo you down to to, to her right. house. You know. Well, well, and then make sure the hotel has a good pool with it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, cool. and a massage and a and a spa. Well, and get you your own cabana if we can there around the pool, you know, just so that you have the everything you need right there. I uh, thought that was implied. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to state the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and, folks, we are really off the rails, but that's okay. <laughs> what, no, there's what a rail? Would, what would be nice, and but there'd be no money in it, is if a developer came up with some sort of application that people like us could use, mm-hmm. like start to finish. One application yep. we, we could record, we could edit, we could post. But there would be no money in it. Right. What I would love to see, and I've looked. Maybe you guys have looked. I don't know. I've looked on lynda.com. I've looked on YouTube. I've looked at different places that offer videos. Is how do you edit in GarageBand correctly? Yeah. What I'm, if, somebody, if somebody who's really, really good at doing pod, at video pod, uh, uh, audio podcasting with GarageBand looked over my shoulder and saw how I edit, they might go, you're doing everything 100% correctly. Or they might look at me and say, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're making your work so much more difficult than it needs to be. Just do this, this, and this instead. I don't know. 
I also don't know how to use the different effects that they have, like noise gates and, uh, you know, like when you look into Audio Hijack Pro, they've got a whole listing of different effects you can put on. I have no idea how to use them. Huh. You know, I was, I was playing a little bit yesterday. I, would, I highlighted Vicky's track and then I put on Reverb and then listened back to it. And then I said, okay, that's what that sounds like. And I took it off and I put something else on and listened to that and put on something else. And one was like making it sound like she was in a cathedral and you could hear, <laughs> you could like hear the echoing off the ceiling. But a lot of these different effects that they have, they don't tell you what it is or how you use it or why you would use it. I need a video to show me this is why you would use this effect on this particular track for this particular reason. And that's not out there. Well, you know, somebody that really uses uh, GarageBand to edit is Allison. Allison mm-hmm. Sheridan, our friend Allison. Mm-hmm. She is, I mean, she does the whole show. She records live. She'll have 10 or 15 tracks, uh, you know, and she's been, but now she's using not the current version of GarageBand. She has not upgraded. She's still with the pre, because they've removed almost all the functionality for. Uh, right. I still use GarageBand, I think it's six. Whatever the previous version is. Yeah, whatever it was, yeah. No, I... See, I do all my editing in uh, Twisted Wave. I love... And, you know, here's the geek in me. I bought it because the interface is so cool looking. (laughs) And it was cheap. I mean, I got it on special for $20 or something like that. But Twisted Wave is one track, isn't it? Nope. It's multiple track editing. It's multi-track. Was it two-track or multiple track? Multi-track. Uh, you can. I only pull two tracks in. I think it'll do ten. I've got it. Because I, I think I do six tracks on GarageBand. I do one for each because we each record our own. Right. So I have three. Then I put a fourth one for the commercial. One for the you know you're listening to the, the stoplight or you know the intro and then one for the jingle, the in, our intro and outro music. Yeah. So I have all those on separate tracks. No, Twisted Wave, as far as I know, is multi-track editing. I I don't want to open it right now because oh <laughs> maybe it's the iPad version that's only single track. It well no the the iPad version is it can do two tracks. I know I've done it on there. Uh, well, didn't didn't Guy Searle use Twisted Wave when he went out to MacWorld uh, yeah. a couple years ago? Yeah, I talked to Guy about that too. Yeah, he also used Boss Jack, because that's what I used. Oh. But the problem with Boss Jack is okay. everything has to be done in real time. <laughs> so what was happening is when we were all at, Mac- at Macworld and we were recording a podcast together, he would drop in interviews. So you have the interviews preloaded into a cart. And say the interview is three minutes. So he speaks. You speak. Kevin speaks. I speak. He drops in the interview. We're sitting here for three minutes listening to the interview. Do, 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 do. Wait, wait, wait. We speak again. He drops in another view. We're all sitting there. Do, 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 do. But the good thing is, when you're done, you're done. Then oh. you upload it. Yeah, I was just trying to look here on the Twisted Wave website to see if I could find out for sure. Um, you can get a free demo of it, Lisa, if you want to take a look at it. I don't know if it's it's eighty bucks uh, if you buy it. I uh, think I did. I think I downloaded a free trial, and it just looked too much. And I said, you know. I'm just going to stick with GarageBand. No, I like uh, Twisted Wave because, I mean, my editing, and uh, it works out pretty good because one of the first things I do is I mix to mono because I screwed that up one time and people went ballistic when I forgot to send it out as a mono uh, track. So the first thing I do is I open up. Now, I'm only recording two tracks. That's the difference. 
I only record two tracks because you and Mike are on one track and I'm on another. So I mm-hmm. record the two tracks. I bring it in. I switch it to mono. Then I do the the few cuts and stuff that I need to do uh, before I pass it on, mm-hmm. and then uh, level eight it. So, but I like Twisted Wave as far as editing. You might you know you might want to give it a try if you if you get it if you can again see if it would help you any better. I used to do it in Audacity just because going back to what you said, GarageBand just seems like. Apple screwed podcasters as they as they kept taking the application forward, and it's not intuitive how to do the edits in GarageBand to me. In the new version, I tried the new version and I couldn't figure it out, and I said, "The heck with it." And I re, I, I don't know if I re-downloaded it or they kept it, so I just I have that in my dock, and that's what I use. The other and, thing you can what is Apple's other application, um, and the name's escaping me right Logic. now. Logic. Logic. So and it's not terribly expensive. Two hundred bucks. Oh, is it two hundred? It's two hundred or a hundred. Yeah. I think it's a hundred. I thought it was a hundred. A hundred or two. Let me, let me look. Um, you open up the app store. So Either a hundred or two hundred. And I know Peter's screaming at the uh, at his uh, listening device right now because we always talk about that. But that's what he uses to do his editing. Two hundred. It's two hundred dollars. Okay. It looks really cool, though. You got to admit, it looks awesome when you look at the interface. I think that's what Scott Wilsey uses. Uh, but, but again, I'm look. I'm looking at a screenshot right now, and it's really intimidating. It's got a lot of those um, up and down levers and mixers. It's got a lot of mixer stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think I mean Twisted Wave is not that intimidating to me. But you know, but I would love if someone came up with a, a Linda course that explained all these things. Like, okay, this is how you would. Edit in GarageBand. This is how you would edit in Logic. This is how you would edit in Twisted Wave. This is how you would add effects. This is what you would do if you decided to use a mixer. Why do I want to use a mixer? You know, should you use a mixer? Maybe it's overkill for you. Explain all that. I would pay for a course like that. There's a Allison did a, and I hate to keep bringing her up, but she did a podcasting a podcast on podcasting. Now it's getting old. It's getting a little out of date. You might want to look that up and see if that has. I think it's an audio only. But it might give you some insights as to what you're you're looking for. Uh, but she did a series of shows called Podcasting on Podcasting. All right, let me go so, to her website and look. Yeah, and um, that's that was uh, good. And, and reach out to Allison; she'd be happy to share stuff with you. I mean, she's very mm-hmm. friendly about or and very open about sharing stuff. She's Although, got a retort. Okay, she's got how to record Skype call, including audio from iOS. How to remove noise with Audacity, her live show setup, how to up, set up upstream, how to record two people on Skype video. This is back from 2010. This, what I'm thinking of is actually might be a little older than that. I'll look it up for you and find it and send it to you. Yeah, she's got record two mics without a mixer, GarageBand, Soundflower, Audio Hijack Pro, 2009. Um, well, that's changed, too, because she's using the new version of Audio Hijack. Yeah, and I do have her auto- her tutorial. I downloaded the new version of Audio Hijack Pro, and I've got her tutorial from Screencast Online, so I kept it. Yeah. I'll look it up and get that information for you. But she did okay. a good series. And somebody else did one, so I'll get that and share that with you as well as soon as uh, we get done here, maybe okay. later today or tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I do a horrible job no. with the editing, um, but I know I could do better. And again, like we were talking about earlier, it was just me trying to... What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? And just kind of figuring it out. But I spend a lot of time editing. I probably spend a good four hours because I listen to the whole thing back and I cut out a lot. 
So I'm just looking for a way to make it go just a little bit quicker. Well, now, see, I use, I don't do a lot of that. People are going, what are they giving us all this behind the scenes for? Well, this is what you get, folks, when geeks get together. <laughs> um, I don't do as much of that as I used to. I mean, unless we have something really bad, I chop, I, I fix the beginning of the show a little bit. I get it set for the intro for our show, and then I chop off the end of the show um, and, and get that clean. And then I'll, I'll skim through the. I don't even listen to the whole show again anymore. I used to, but I don't even listen to the whole show. I'll go through it, uh, look for certain things, pick up, make sure I got all the topics. Then I do the thing and I'm done. I try to get it done. My problem is the, usually what takes time is we usually record late at night. So I have to get, I don't get time to edit it for another evening or two sometimes before I, uh, after we record. So it might, now like today, I'll be able to edit the show this afternoon and then pass it on, and it'll probably publish pretty quickly this time around, depending on Mark. But well, I wanted to throw this one out here. You know, if somebody's listening to us and think, I knew better than these idiots, um, there's a podcast called The Audacity to Podcast. Uh, and when he talks about everything from editing to monetizing to uh, setting up a website, uh, I mean, he kind of does the whole, you know, end to end talking about the whole spectrum of the the podcast thing. And I've listened to him at different times. Uh, I think at the beginning episodes, he's kind of gotten away from him because at, so, at one point you can only teach so much. We did teach how to use Audacity to uh, edit your podcasts and stuff like that. But like I say, he also does uh, What's a Good Mic. Uh, he's got, just looking at some of the current ones, um, let's see, 12 ways to use uh, an iPad or Android tablet with podcasting. Uh, should you podcast in season? Three approaches that could to podcasting could make or break your success. So, like I say, he does uh, covers a lot of uh, stuff there. And I've listened to him. And for anybody that wants a good resource, that's uh, for you know everything. That's a good place to go to. Well, that's good. Uh, send me the link to that, Mike, and I'll drop it in the show notes. Okay. Um, the other thing you could use, Elisa, is Audacity itself. It I edit with it. I used to edit with it all the time before I bought Twisted Wave, and it is multi-track. Have you ever used? I- yeah, I have Audacity. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Well, it fits into my budget because it's free, and it, that's it, what you were going. It's the right price. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you were uh, saying, Elisa, because that's probably yeah, it would be nice. Uh, we would, uh, I think, all of us podcasters love an end-to-end suite, but there's not going to be any money in it because what? About ninety-nine percent of the podcasters out there do it for the love, not for the money. So yeah, right, true. and that, and that's the thing. The problem is you've got such a limited audience to buy this this application. Yeah. Yes. Well, but then, then, see, you get into the certain thing, too. It, it depends, and I, I I don't doubt anybody for this. The geek in me will kick in, and I've actually considered buying Logic Pro. There is no way in the world that I'll ever make back the money I would spend on Logic Pro. But you know what? To have Logic Pro and learn to use it would just be cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> it would be, but I just don't have the budget for it. I right. just can't justify yeah. it. No. I, I couldn't either, so... It gives you the warm fuzzies until you look at your pocketbook and go, oh, crap, and that cold chill sets in, and it kind of cancels each other out. Yeah, that's that's very true. So yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. It's always it's always fun to have options, but maybe when I get all my programming and I learn all my programming languages, maybe I'll write the Elisa suite for podcast editing. We'll call it Elisa. And I'll buy it. Yeah, no, you'll get a complimentary kit. So, and I'll review it for my Mac. So we'll, we'll go full, and then I'll come back here full circle. And it works, you know. I'll write the application to do everything that you need, you know, and all that. So, but we'll get this taken care of. I think I can get that written this afternoon. Okay, so. 
I'll hold off on my editing then. I'll finish my <laughs> editing today. I'll wait till tomorrow. Because <laughs> I'm just that good a coder, folks. All right. <laughs> well, Write I this think, date down. Yeah. So I think that kind of brings us to the end of the show. I think uh, we've had a good conversation. Elisa, I want to thank you for agreeing to jump in and join us. I oh, certainly have. Uh, you're more than welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you back on. So why don't you tell the folks where they can find you if they want to know more about you? They can go to our website, 3geekyladies.com. The number three is spelled out. That has links to all our Twitter and our Facebook and our Google Plus community. And if you want to get me directly on Twitter, I'm at Sensei Dai. Very good. Um, and I would encourage folks to go over to listen to Three Geeky Ladies. It's one of those ones. I put it in as it's what I call a change-up podcast, like Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Uh, it's something different than pure technology. It has a little bit of everything in it, and I really enjoy the show. So thank you. Go, go have a listen, folks. Mr. McPeak, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of you before or know what you do. You might want to give yeah. them some ideas of how they could find out more about you. Yeah, I'm completely innocuous on the Internet. Nobody knows who I am, except Google uh, and Amazon. We've established that. But anyway, uh, no, if you want to follow me uh, on Twitter, I'm DSC Chipman. Um, and I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's uh, M-C-P-E-E-K. And I also wanted to throw this out. Uh, our illustrious leader on Sci-Fi Tech Talk, Julie Keel, was on the Sci-Fi Geeks Club podcast uh, this week. Um, and so I wanted to throw that out there. So if anybody wants to listen to her. And they were talking about, uh, oh, you know, the... Uh, I'm only halfway through. I had to because Kevin interrupted me, but uh, of course I could listen to it earlier. Uh, but they were talking about the um, the science fiction tech and whether what we um, whether the stuff that we've seen in the movies will come true and what's the likelihood and that kind of stuff. But and they talk about a lot of other different things. It's actually kind of an interesting podcast. So, but if you want to go check out Julie there, and like I say, we got the Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Uh, you can check us out there at sci-fi tech talk dot com and uh, see what we're about there. Very good. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can always find me on Twitter. I'm, uh, Elisa and I are discussing weather a lot of the time. Uh, but you can find me at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go to my about.me page forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And uh, if you want to leave us a note or uh, give us a review in iTunes, it would be much appreciated. Uh, we would love that. If you... Uh, need to know more about anything else about Mark you know even though he wasn't on the show this week go over to markgreentree.com uh, subtract geek points I'm not going to subtract any from Elisa for her not watching Star Trek I'm going to subtract them from Mark just for the hell of it as so, it should be uh, that's right yes. it's as it should be it as it should it, be that's right so Mark you're minus 10,000 geek points because Elisa doesn't watch Star Trek or sci-fi so anyway that's the way it goes folks that's what happens when you're on the geekiest show ever so, folks, I want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. And please remember, between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. I'm Elisa Pasali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And, and we're, we're the Three, three geeky, geeky Ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the Three Geeky Ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the Three Geeky Ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network.